Afterburn After Hours, and this is part two of a conversation we started last week with our guy, John Driscoll. John, welcome back. Hey, glad to be back again. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so so we were talking last time about underestimating yourself, those limiting factors. Last episode was about new members. Current members were coming after you this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So you think they like that? With love. Do you you think they like it? Maybe. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Shark in the water. (laughs) I'm like, damn it. Like, dude, ever since you got in the ocean, you've been making so many shark comments. Shark Week just ended, <laughs> yeah, I think, too. I, it did. I did not watch Shark Week. I would not go back. That was not, nope, we're not there yet. <laughs> I learned a lot. You're getting pretty brave, though. I am getting brave. I'm getting, I went. Shark Week is pretty exciting. It is yeah, exciting. Shark, I'm not ready for it yet. Maybe next year, Sam, we can watch together. Okay. <laughs> he had his first ocean ever dipped in the ocean. Yes. Well, head first into the ocean. Oh. Went under the water. Yeah. Ever? Under the water. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I stay up here. <laughs> He's been here you, for right? a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, making progress. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> We're making progress. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> you went from a push to an all out. <laughs> and then we went too far out and then I got stuck in a fan bar. <laughs> Just thinking about it like a beach mermaid. <laughs> Baby, baby steps, Will. Anyway, never do baby steps. I am, right in. I'm so glad, Will, that you did not underestimate your capabilities. To <laughs> hey, dive what a in, to dive in and embrace it on your oh journey. Oh my gosh, surfboard is next. No. Those maybe. usually get bitten by sharks because they think they're big turtles. Just so okay. You. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, way gosh, to ruin it. All right, you ruined it. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll use Sam's tie-in to uh, to segue into part two underestimating yourself. So current members, so I'd like to go person to person and just hear your idea of how current members potentially underestimate themselves. And then each one of those topics, we'll just kind of unpack. Ooh, you're starting with me. Anybody oh, who wants to start, man. it doesn't matter. This I, was I'm your topic. Gonna, I'm a, I'm a tread kind of gal. I love the okay. treadmill. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> members, I see your heart rates. <laughs> I see your base Calling bases. You yes. No, this is all with love. Seriously. I just had a conversation with this member this morning. Hey, I really don't know if I'm ready to hold XYZ on my base pace. How will I know? Well, first of all, there's a lot of data and how you feel kind of reflecting on that. But also, what's the worst that happens? What's the worst that happens that you increase your base pace by 0.1 and you just let your pushes just kind of stay where they're at or or pull them down a little bit so you can perfect your base pace? What's the worst that's going to happen? I think it was Matt's presentation from our coach summit that said, I didn't find 10,000 ways or I didn't fail. I found 10,000 ways that didn't work Mm -hmm. and fitness is part of that process too. So that's not a, um, just that's a catch all phrase in terms of anything you try, but fitness too. So stop underestimating yourselves on how strong is your endurance? How can you hold that base pace after those pushes? Where does, you know, it's going to sting a little bit, but you're able to come back to it. Being confident in that because you've been coming consistently, you have been here for a while, you know what to expect. In the previous episode, we talked about unknowns. Mm -hmm. We've taken away a lot of those. And now it's just time to kind of level up a little bit because with practice comes confidence. Mm -hmm. And if you're not confident, your coach will find that for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see it. We're observing that little catwalk. Uh, yeah, it's cute. Will we both do it? But, uh-huh. <laughs> and if uh, Coach Cassie, if you're listening, I see your little skip when you catwalk through. Um, but we're also observing for for paces, yep. right? And yep. making sure that you are challenging yourself in the right way. So let's stay on the topic of treadmills before you guys do yours, John. Anything? So for you, members that underestimate themselves on the treadmill, what's a workaround or potentially what's that barrier for them? 
So I'm always a, I'm always a base push kind of person. Yep. You know, they don't quite understand, you know, what their push is compared to their base. Mm. You know, we give them all type of parameters, one or two mile and over your, over your base. And, you know, is that the necessary means of a particular correct push? But people don't quite understand that a push is just something that's going a little faster. Right. You know, one, they're underestimating themselves that they can't go faster or they can't come back to that normal speed that they were going to have. You know, and the goal is you don't have to go so fast to come back to your regular speed. The goal is to take it to a speed where you, although I want to say a word that's an incorrect word, but it's a correct word in this terminology. Sure. You want to get to a, a speed that's going to feel comfortable for you, but still being uncomfortable in the long run. Sure. Right. Then you can come back. So right. stop underestimating yourself that you can't go a little faster when you technically can and still come back to where you need to be to get the right results. So I'm a big push to, to base fan or base to push or push to base, either one you want to call those. You know, and when people can realize that you can have both and achieve both, they'll be much more successful. Mm. But they just don't like taking that extra step because yeah. they don't feel they can. So I, I've always looked at the treadmill paces as an ice cream sundae. Of Hear course you do. Yeah. <laughs> I love ice cream. He is an ice cream guy. I can't help it. Uh, but if you think about it, if you get an ice cream sundae, you have majority ice cream. Yep. Then you have whipped cream or whatever topping. And then you have one cherry. That one cherry is your all out. Yes. It's not the focus of the sundae. Say it again. So like John said, he didn't even say all out because it's the cherry. Just one little piece of that whole Sunday, the bulk of your Sunday is your base and your push. And so, you know, I, I think that it's important to kind of highlight that because I think for a lot of people, the all out becomes the, the highlight reel. That's the ESPN, you know, top yeah. 10, you know, but there was a lot more game that got played than that one, you know, number nine highlight. The all out is, yeah, yeah. the yeah. star of the show. Cause it looks good. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. And it, I get it. It's empowering to hit all outs. Don't get me wrong. Right. You're flying or you are cranking up the incline. Yeah. Go for it. But yeah, there's, there's more meat to it or in your case, dairy or ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> to it. And it's important. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Who's just going to eat just a cherry. Me. <laughs> and yeah, no, you're not. No, no. <laughs> Or um, just whipped cream by itself. Yeah. You need no, to have something do. to go with it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense to, to have the three by independently if you're having an ice cream sundae. Mm-hmm. So to John's point and, and Sam, I think we underestimate when it's time to bump base. You think you have to be doing this for six months before you bump base. No. No, not at all. No, no, no. So I think it's understanding when to bump base. And, you know, we I've, I've told people after their first month. Point one, baby. Point one. That's it. Doesn't take long to build endurance, by no. the way. If you're, consistent, if you're consistent. If you're consistent. Now, if you came two times in your first month, that's a different conversation. We still mm-hmm. have to find out what your base is. Right. <laughs> but if you came 12, 15 times and you're into your 60 days and you're up 20 some classes plus, it's probably time to look at a point one, point two, but don't touch your push like John said. Yeah. Because you need to be able to come back. And so it doesn't have to be this huge gap. So just kind of play with it a little bit, but don't underestimate what you can do after 15, 20, 30 workouts. If you're 30 workouts, you haven't touched base. We got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big problem. Well, I would say for treadmill, don't underestimate the value in yourself of the different days. Yes. Like when you're like, Oh, I don't like strings days. I have to slow down. Don't under like, Oh, he's going in. Oh yeah. You don't need to underestimate. Like you're, yes, you're slowing down. That doesn't make you bad. We are purposely slowing you down. 
to build the posterior side or when you're when you are I want to focus on endurance power is not my thing so I'm going to not walk during a walking recovery pause for effect so <laughs> allow yourself to like get yeah, the value in each day don't underestimate the value of building power of building strength and building endurance and if this we've said this for years back when we used to announce what if it was an ESP ES Endurance, strength, or power day was the day you don't want to come, the day you don't want to do. That's the day you need the most. Mm -hmm. most. You're underestimating the value of that day and the effect it can have on your body and your health. And be well-rounded with it. That's the reason why we have those those key things. Yeah. So, treadmill. I think we're good on that one. Yeah. Will, what's yours? When it comes to the floor demo, grabbing your weights before the coach has demoed, explained the rep count, explained Anything you've already said, a pound. It's what I use. Whether it's a strength day, endurance day, or power day, construct back to back all the different things that we do. Rep and recover, load and explode. You've already got your dumbbells, so you're underestimating again. Same thing, the value of those days, and that on a strength day, you can probably maybe try ten or twelve. On an endurance day, maybe those eights are okay. Mm -hmm. But learn what the different values of the coaching, the, the block is going to be before you've already decided, I'm just going to do my eight pound dumbbells. What about this? Also the importance of reassessing what you've done for, because the blocks you usually get, what, maybe three, five rounds, depending on how long the block is. Mm-hmm. Um, don't underestimate yourself when you're kind of reevaluating what weights you just had. If it's a six to 10 rep range, yep. you hit 10. Man, I could have gone for another two to three. Pick up one set heavier, go for six. Right. Yep. You may surprise yourself and see eight next round. You may have an opportunity if you recovered well enough to boom, hit six for heavier. So in that sense, if you know you're capable for 10 reps, are you capable for higher at six? There's a reason why there's rep ranges and why almost every block is situated to prepare you in the right way yep. for that improvement and that development. And so you have to get out of your head a little bit and out of that routine and be okay with if this happens, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Trial and error is going to be part of fitness and that's just the way it goes. Otherwise, if we stay stagnant with it, yep. the results stop coming and yep. you stop coming. <laughs> the slide you don't before see the, the workout. <laughs> right. And, and so there's, there's always an expectation when we get to that point for yourself and how you can rise up to it. You know, you, you treat the fitness and the environment, the 60 minutes, cause one, it's your time. It's also your money that you spend to be there, get the most value out of it. And it's okay to reassess and focus on where that underestimation is coming from. Yeah. John? So I'm going to derail this conversation just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we need sound effect buttons for stuff like this. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to the floor demos, and I've seen it all the time, I mean, if anybody traveled a lot in this world of our own stereo, it's me. So I've seen multiple different ways of people grabbing a wage, people grabbing a mat, people grabbing a medicine ball before that demos even happen or even during the demo. So this is where I'm going to derail, though. The situation here if one if the coach educated the members prior to them even moving in terms of hey you have to listen carefully because your mind may change of what you pick up next 100 mm-hmm. like outside of that they're going to continue doing what they want to do so i'm not saying every coach every mindset out there is going to do that sure mm-hmm. but the mindset is to control the room right out of the gate so no one does move and they will actually grab certain things based on what you just told them. You know, we just came up with the, you know, the overview slide now. And that overview slide has a lot of good information on it. Do we utilize it 100%? Nope, not at all. Okay. However, can we utilize it 100%? Yes, we can Mm -hmm. if we did it right. 
So we have to just focus in on what can we do to stop the process before the process stops us. And what's happening right now, this process is stopping us. Because one, we're getting confused on, not really confused, we're getting agitated, if you want to call it, because members are moving. But yet, I haven't even done anything yet. So that gets you a little frazzled a little bit, derails yourself when you're actually trying to demonstrate an exercise and you see people from the side, side view. So control the situation. Again, again, I didn't want to derail that one right there, but uh-huh. we have to have more control as coaches out there to actually control the process so they actually take the right weights mm-hmm. that you actually suggest a little later. And it's, it's all a matter of for success, right? To 100%. set up for success. That's, that's yeah. where it roots from. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, going into the block, if a member already has their mind made up, mm-hmm. that potentially helps them change their mind. But there's also, we know there's people that are stubborn that are out there. And it's, it's, I think at that point being hyper foot, like drilling down to one specific thing in that block. Cause there's usually in a block, there's a high, there's, there's a, a drill down. What's the yeah. one thing in this block that really is a focus. Like you said, if it's a rep range, don't worry about the exercises, worry about the rep range. That's the important thing of that block. And like you said, if you grab a heavier weight and you can't get to 10, good. Yeah. If you got to six, okay. yep. even better, mm-hmm. you know? So now, you know, that's your limiting factor, that new, that new weight. You don't have to get to 12 just, or 10, just get to six. So uh, again, I think it's understanding what the focus is of that block and drilling that home. Yeah. Don't worry about the exercises. That's the next slide. That's, that will come. <laughs> Ellen Latham said it the best since day one. You know, if you have 10 reps on a strength day, those last three to f- three, what, 10 reps? what the last three, three. reps mm-hmm. should be your most struggling reps yep. then you're successful mm-hmm. that is strength however it doesn't happen always happen that way but <laughs> right. she's been yeah. preaching that since day one since the day I met that lady yeah, yeah. You and know? I think the underestimate for me for weight floor is you might go in being like oh I need to get four rounds in five rounds in yeah no. why why not two if you work efficiently and effectively, two sometimes are better than four. Yes. Fitness yeah. is all about quality mm-hmm. for, for progression through performance. Yeah. It's 100% quality. One of my favorite cues, just because just you can do it quickly, don't mean you're doing it correctly. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites. So obviously, back in the days, Will, you've been around a long time. Heath, you've been around a long time. I'm not too sure if you remember these slides. You might have not. I've only no. been, I'm approaching two years with it. Oh, two yeah. years. So you yes, probably sir. don't remember these slides at all. But we actually had goals, two to three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Those are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go over three rounds. It's two <laughs> yep. to three rounds. And here's the reason why. Because yep. one, you're going to slow down. You're going to pick up the right weights. You're going to get through. You might only get th- through two. It says three because you're going to have those folks that will get three rounds. But they were there for a reason. We just didn't coach it that way. Yeah. Yep. You know, and next thing you know, to your point, people hitting four, five, six rounds and they're bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it, also, it turned into an old way back in the day was almost like getting to the rower first was like yeah. the best thing. Like you are the most athletic. You, you win. Got, you won. Like you got to the rower before <laughs> everyone else. And then it was, and I remember doing it, uh, being like, oh, the first one on the rower, nice job. Like who's going to be second? Like do we don't know any better or didn't have a better understanding of the workout at the time or just getting trying to get people on and off the rower as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. So I used to say the opposite. Ooh, you didn't lift the right weights this time. Uh. <laughs> 
You're moving way too fast. John's to class is very different. <laughs> Turn it into a roast session over here. Yeah, John's yep. class is different. <laughs> so, John, I'm I hoping. Over the years. I'm hoping your underestimate is the rower. It is. Oh yes. Okay. okay here we go. <laughs> so there's a thing out there. Underestimate people. Don't underestimate. They, they don't underestimate one. Slow is better. Yes. Slow, you'll actually get there faster. Believe it or not. Yep. You know, tortoise and a rabbit. Who wins? Tortoise always wins. All right. If you go slow on the row, you're going to get there faster. You're going to actually generate more meters by mm-hmm. moving efficiently. When most people think, what? Oh, I got to go as fast as ever. Yep. One, because I got to get back to the weight room floor uh-huh. <laughs> first. Yep. yep. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. If you actually look at any collegiate rower, any rower out there that's really a good rower, they're so smooth. Yep. You know, right. it's like... It, We'll go back to the treadmill for two seconds. If you ever see really a uh, very efficient runner, they just look like they're just going in so in, so, like yep. backwards. Yep. Yeah. Right. But yet they're running twelve miles an hour. <laughs> yep. They look like wow, really? Right. You scratch your head like I versus don't even like know how a, drum, a drum roll runner, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It does. It does. They have the perfect cadence. Cadence yep. looks right. therapeutic. It's the yep. same cadence on the row, and we do it very well. You know, what's the count stroke? What is it? One count back, two count forward. We've been preaching that for years. Unfortunately, they do one-one. Right. You know, as fast as they possibly can. So, yeah, underestimate the power of slow. Yeah. They just don't get that concept. And it's unfortunate they don't get the concept because they're not rowing efficiently. So when they get into these benchmarks, they're burnt out Mm -hmm. in the very first 10, 15, 20 seconds, and they don't succeed or they don't get the PR that they wanted to get. Or if they had that goal, I want to get XX, I didn't get it. Well, yeah, because you accelerated so fast where you didn't have to. Where if you actually had the power pause or slow, you'll get there and you'll achieve so much more. Now, so underestimate the power slow. Yeah, that's perfect. I think now if you were going to give a hall pass on one of the row benchmarks, do you give a hall pass on the 200? Hall pass on the 200. Yep. Yeah, that's just. Let's go. Go nuts. Yeah. Keep your back safe, yeah. but just that's go. That's like a 400 Dig meter in. swim. It's yep. just a sprint. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Dig yeah. in. You're going. Drive. The yeah. most hyped. I turn my head because it's not going to look pretty. <laughs> yeah. There's always a disclaimer with just, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be a completely full stroke. Like you're just yeah. zoom, 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 zoom. Just, just yeah, get through I it. Know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just going to be a good. It's game on. Yeah. 28 to 40 seconds. Anything above that? We need to talk. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Even though 500 is still considered a sprint in my eyes, but yep. I still, I'll still focus That's in a long, on technique. No, it's a long sprint. That's Here's what I'll say. It's an ugly sprint. <laughs> to spring off John, and I think we've covered every, the three main things, there will be people in your classes that are freaks. Just oh, because yeah. they're moving at that speed does not mean, so for example, if somebody gets to the rower, midway through and they're off first, it doesn't mean that they were going fast. It just means they were more efficient, efficient. than you. Mm-hmm. So don't think that there's people in there that are, that are just cheating the workout. There's freaks. Like we have a guy, ex NFL player, and I was coaching this class and I walked past these two girls that were on the rower and they were laughing. And I was like, what are you guys laughing at? They're like, that's stupid. He's at 12 and it looks like he's at five. But to your, he was just so smooth and it looked like butter. And, it, and, and I'm like, yeah, it, it looks silly, right? And they're like, when I'm at 12, I'm ugly facing. <laughs> you know? So um, d- there are freaks in our, I mean, there's freaky athletic people that come to the studios. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're doing the things that incorrectly that we're talking about. They're just doing it way more efficiently because their body's so efficient. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a run row person, so yeah. I love run rows. And to your point is, you know, I'm not the fastest runner, mm-hmm. but I'm a very efficient rower. Yep. So I, <laughs> it was always funny because the runners used to always get off first. Yep. And I'll stroll over to the row and I'll get back on the treadmill first. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they're looking at me like, I don't quite understand what <laughs> like, just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I they'll jumped get, off the treadmill, still moving. How's this happening? They'll get back up the treadmill first. It'll, it'll be a cycle. It'll be a constant, ongoing, <laughs> like shaking our heads cycles. And we'll finish the same time, mm-hmm. but yet much faster speeds, better efficient rowing. So yeah, yeah to your point, don't under, underestimate anything on yeah. the workout. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think what I'm seeing the theme here is, is there's many different ways to kind of measure your progress, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In your development. And whether it's through weights, it's through speeds, inclines, watts, whatever, there's always something that comes back to form and efficiency. And if you forget your basics, you're not able to really promote yourself up in your head. Therefore, the rest of that won't translate over. So yep. it seems like there seems to be a foundational click here with that one <laughs> yeah. before you're able to really yeah. have the confidence to move up. And, and that's whether where that all roots. roots back. Yeah, <laughs> right. It roots yeah. back to. So yeah. whether you've been around for a long time or not, get your foundations in check so you can be ready to level up and keep yourself going. Yeah. Like don't underestimate when you were in second grade and you learned your mathematics tables when you get to high school and you're like, shoot, uh, that was way more important than I thought it was. I cannot do long division for the life of me. And I realized that about a year ago and those are foundations. I forgot. What were you doing yeah. long division a year ago? Is that a calculator? I was just trying to, no, I was trying to test, like literally just trying to test my brain. Well, she has a oh. daughter, so she's going to be going through school I, I soon. I will honestly oh. too. Oh, like yeah, that's you, another thing I have to worry about. But, but yeah, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with challenging yourself, right? Like, yeah, Sam, people don't under- underestimate learning again. Don't I, I need? Uh, I do. I need to challenge myself, and yeah, I'm underestimating how much I've retained, and er, <laughs> actually, I've overestimated how much I retained. I'm underestimating my my capabilities to relearn. But the, the end of the day, there's always something to learn. There's always something you're able to level up somewhere, shape, or form. There's always a different measurement. Yeah, to your point, just don't underestimate yourself. Yep. Don't. No, don't don't do it. Go back, reset those limiting factors. Don't yeah. underestimate them. Yep. Cool. Go, governor think, in your head, shut her down. Shut There's it down. one area we forgot to talk about underestimating. Don't assume you don't need to stretch oh, at the end yes. of the workout. Don't underestimate how important stretching yes. is. <laughs> or that you need to breathe. <laughs> yeah, stay for stretching. We understand that you have to maybe get to work or there's, there's things that happen, but just not staying you got to shut those muscles down. Yep. It's your engine. You don't, you don't, you're not running 60 on the highway and just put it in park and turn yep. your engine off. Yep. And your, your engine's automatically cold. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. If you know you have to leave, stretch in between each exercise. Do some type of stretch do, in between each exercise. Do something. At least you know the body's getting a little bit of stretch, then you can leave. But to do zero, mm-hmm. not healthy for the body. Yeah. yeah get into your car while still in the red zone. Yeah. I can see it on the, on the, on the screen <laughs> I know, it's as you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, John, thank you so much. Two episodes in a row. Yeah. My pleasure, man. Thank you yeah. again for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Back to this back. is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you gotta get to class. I do. I'm going to go take class. So yeah. Enjoy, what I enjoy Carly's class. Thank Will, you. We'll see you next time. Stay out of the ocean uh, too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. All right. We'll see you next time guys.